Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. Let me ask you this question. Do you think there's a hypocrisy going on uh, when it comes to smoking? in this country. Uh, It seems we spent the last 30 years trying to get people away from smoking, trying to get them to stop smoking, education, all that sort of thing. And yet, on the other hand, we're going gangbusters to legalize marijuana. I'm not looking uh, at this from a rights issue. I mean, you know, I believe if it's legal, it's up to you. It's uh, you're old enough to know what to do and what not to do. But it seems kind of odd that we've been spending, a lot of people will say, it it seems odd that uh, the government will tax the tobacco industry the way that it does, yet not make the product illegal. And now here we are, after seeing smoking rates decline, we're now going gung-ho over legalizing marijuana. Now, advocates of marijuana will say that pot isn't as bad for you as what tobacco is. But you talk to anybody at the Lung Association and they'll tell you anything that you put into your lungs ain't good for you, other than clean air. So where does this leave the tobacco industry and is it fair to them? Because they've been collecting tax dollars off this industry forever and while trying to educate people not to smoke at the same time. And just as we're getting smoking rates to decline, now we're going to open up another can of worms and legalize marijuana. And it's amazing that this discussion really never seems to come up. Does anybody else find this ironic? Lots will say you can vaporize, you can do this, you can do that. Yeah, but that's not what's happening necessarily all the time. And after we legalize marijuana, will we have the same sort of issues that we're having with tobacco? There'll be the side that's for it and use it and enjoy it. And then there's a side that doesn't want anything to freaking do with them. They don't want to smell it. They don't want it around them in any way. So I'm not sure once it's all legalized, if it'll be happy days or here again. I mean, we're seeing this already with the closing down of Toronto's uh, dispensaries, which, by the way, aren't legal yet. And everybody's going, well, it's going to be legal in a year, so why aren't we just doing this now? Well, yes, it may be legal in a year. It looks like it's going that way. That's a pretty safe assumption. Okay, let's say it is. It is. But that doesn't mean that people are going to be allowed to sell it out of the front of a store. That would be like prior to Prohibition, everyone can brew their own wine or beer and and sell it. There'll be a distribution plan in place, much like the beer store or the LCBO. Don't think that they're going to take something like pot and make it more accessible than alcohol or cigarettes for that matter. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to be able to go down to Buddy's store down the road and just pick it up. I doubt it anyway. Certainly not in the first year. So where does this leave the the cigarette industry, the tobacco industry that are, well, how come those guys are getting away with all this and no one's pointing fingers at them? And is marijuana that much better for you than tobacco? That it doesn't pose any of the health threats that tobacco does? And if that's the case, 
Why doesn't tobacco just remove those harmful things and make it as nice for you as weed? I don't think this is all as easy as everyone makes it sound out to be. Possible. But I don't see this being the Wild West. Uh, the federal government has been looking into, as I said, legalizing marijuana. One tobacco company, however, is wanting the government to end the hypocrisy, hypocrisy when it comes to the health agenda. Because it's always about health. We're curbing the cigarette industry. Yet not really noticing that about the marijuana industry. Eric Gagnon is with us, Director of Corporate and Regulatory Affairs for Imperial Tobacco, and is on the line with us now. Hello, Eric. How are you today? I'm good. Uh, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Is this argument gaining much momentum? Are people listening? I don't know if people are listening, but uh, I, I hope that the government is listening, because I think you alluded to it. But what we're asking is, why is the tobacco industry t- being treated so differently? And, and I'll give you a concrete example. The government announced uh, recently their intention to ban uh, menthol cigarettes, for example, to protect youth. Um, and, and what they say, on the other hand, is to protect youth, they're going to legalize marijuana because prohibition doesn't work. So why isn't prohibition working on marijuana, but why would it... Uh, it would work on a tobacco product like menthol products, and that's where the agenda for us is confusing. Is well, what's the end game here? If uh, if you're going to legalize marijuana to protect youth and take it off of the hand of illegal traffickers, on the other hand, you're taking the legal products and you're putting it in the hands of illegal traffickers, and this is really where it's confusing for us. What well, what do you think the end game is for tobacco? What do you think the government is trying to do here? Uh, to be fair, we don't know. I mean, uh, you alluded to it and you said it. It's still a legal product. I think what's happening in Canada right now is you have a, uh, a number of a few but very vocal anti-tobacco groups who are driving the agenda. Um, and these groups are unfortunately a lot more uh, anti-tobacco or anti-industry than they are pro-health. And what's happening is that these groups have a list of initiatives that they want the government to introduce, even if it's not going to have a, po- a positive impact on public health. Um, and, and that's what's happening. And, and it's very interesting because the same groups that uh, are arguing against tobacco, uh, if they were really serious about the health of Canadians, you would think that they'd be very vocal uh, against marijuana. But it's very uh, interesting to see on the marijuana debate. They've all been quiet. Uh, and, and based on their opinion, the priority from a health perspective today in Canada is to introduce plain packaging, for example. Do you think that uh, when they legalize marijuana, the the same sort of packaging restrictions that are on uh, tobacco should be on marijuana? Well, if uh, like I said, if you know, I think it's a government a question to ask the government. But we would expect that if they're going to introduce plain packaging on tobacco products, one would think that that would be the same type of packages uh, for which marijuana is going to be uh, regulated, right? Um, you know, and, and you know, thinking that by legalizing or not legalizing, but by introducing plain packaging. Uh, people will stop smoking is is absurd. We know this. I mean, Australia is the first country to introduce plain packaging. There's no evidence to show that uh, uh, smoking rates have declined in Australia. And we need also to take into consideration the regulatory environment in Canada today. I mean, there's already a 75% health warning on cigarette packs. The packs are hidden from public view. And people don't stop start smoking because of the pack, right? They start mm. smoking because of peer pressures, friends, and family. Uh, so if really the objective of the government is to reduce or prevent smoking, um, we believe that there's better things for them to do. Uh, do you think the government is basically saying tomac- uh, tobacco good, mar- or sorry, tobacco bad, marijuana good? 
I don't think that's what they're saying, but what, you know what we're trying to understand is why is, uh, we keep putting additional regulation on the league, uh, an industry that is already highly regulated. I mean, Canada has uh, probably the uh, most regulated tobacco environment in the world, one of them at least. Uh, smoking incidence has, is at an all-time low. Um, while at the same time, you know, you, you have more kids uh, using alcohol and, and smoking marijuana. So the question it needs to be asked is why is plain packaging, for example, a priority? And I, I, again, I think we need to look at those lobby groups, health lobby groups that are driving the agenda today in Canada. Uh, lots will say that, uh, or advocates will say that uh, pot isn't as bad for you as smoking cigarettes. What would you say to that? Well, I don't know about pot. So what I can tell you is that there are some important health risks associated with smoking, um, and that's why it needs to be regulated. And we support reasonable and evidence-based regulation, especially those that want to keep tobacco products out of the hands of kids. Uh, but we will continue to defend ourselves against excessive regulation that will not achieve any of the health objectives. Uh, should the marijuana industry have to go through the same sort of testing that uh, tobacco does, and by that, then, of course, listing the things that are bad or, or, or that sort of thing? I mean, should, should they not be going through the same sort of uh, 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 issues that, that, uh, or regulations, rather, that a, that a tobacco industry would be? Well, I think that, you know, any uh, industry that has uh, health impacts should be responding to the same uh, regulation, regulatory framework that the tobacco does, if that's what the government's objective is all about. Because right now, the only industry that's being constantly regulated and the additional regulation is always the tobacco industry. Um, and, and, you know, nobody's going to cry for, for tobacco companies. But what we say is that today, the current regulatory environment ensures that adult consumers that make a conscious decision to smart smoke and do it knowing all the facts. Um, and we believe that, that that is sufficient and that adults have now their, all the information that they need to make that decision. Uh, one uh, emailer writes, uh, bottom line is uh, tobacco causes cancer, cannabis use treats cancer. Well, yeah, I don't know if that's a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I, what I can tell you is that when I look, when I read some of the uh, research out there, is that uh, marijuana is probably uh, uh, as harmful as a tobacco product. So there are some important health, health risks associated with smoking. Nobody's denying that. But at the end of the day, uh, adults that make the uh, their choice of smoking have the right to uh, to do it. It's still a legal product. Uh, that being said, let me ask you this, uh, Eric. Um, obviously, uh, your product is very well controlled, very much controlled, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it's being sold, as you mentioned, with the packaging and, and where you can show it and can't show it and such. Uh, that being said, lots of advocates will also say when marijuana is eventually legalized, it will be even more restricted than what uh, tobacco will be. And by that alone, mean, meaning you won't be able to buy it in a corner store. You'll have to go to a specific dispensary or whatever in order to get it. Uh, does that hold any weight here? It's still more difficult to get marijuana than it would be a cigarette? Well, I don't know. Too. We don't know what the government's intention is with marijuana, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the tobacco industry is highly regulated, although in Canada we still have, uh, in Ontario uh, mainly, we have what 30 to 35 percent of the market that is still illegal. And what's interesting is every time there's new regulation on the legal industry, what it actually does is it provides additional 
opportunities for illegal traffickers to sell their products. Um, and I think going back to plain packaging is another real important threat. What we saw in Australia is that after the introduction of plain packaging, contraband exploded. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that's one of the real risks in Canada, uh, mainly with counterfeit products. Uh, you know, if you have a standardized pack, it's going to be very easy for these groups to start copying legal packs. So um, I think that's that's the, the real risk. And, and at the end of the day, if, if the government's intention is, is really the, the health of Canadians, we're also questioning why isn't regulating e-cigarettes a key priority? Uh, today, uh, every e-cigarette with nicotine that is sold in Canada is illegal. Um, although we know that 95, uh, you know, there's a reports in the in the UK that says that e-cigarettes are 95% safer than tobacco products. And if the government wanted to reduce smoking incidents. That's the type of uh, measures that they should look into as opposed to, you know, announcing some feel-good measures that it looks more like a a PR stunt uh, to appease some of the vocal anti-tobacco groups than it is to achieve some really health objectives. Are tobacco companies interested in getting into this business? I mean, the pharmaceutical uh, companies said or agencies said that they weren't at the beginning, but now they are. Uh, Is this something that you think tobacco companies are mulling over? You're talking about... E-cigarettes or no, no, about selling marijuana. Yeah, marijuana at this time is not on our radar screen. That's not what we're looking into is, um, you know, looking at alternative solutions that are less harmful for the consumers that do want to quit. Um, and, you know, there's uh, different products on the market uh, around the world. Um, but that's what really we're looking into. Um, but at this point in time, it's not in our, in our plans. That brings up an interesting question, Eric, and that I had written down. And is there any way to make this uh, leisure activity, for lack of a better word, is there any way to make it safer? Is there more cigarette companies can be doing to make their products safer? Yeah, well, you need to understand, um, you know, the health risk associated with smoking is not with the nicotine. So nicotine will create a dependency. But what really is is the combustible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are opportunities um, like either e-cigarettes or uh, heated products as opposed to combustible products. And and that's really what we're focusing on. The challenge is that government needs to recognize that these types of products could potentially um, re- uh, reduce a lot the uh, impact on public health and encourage it. Uh, but what we're seeing in Canada is because a lot of these uh, health groups that are, you know, uh, lobbying the government to say we got to be careful, we don't know the impact, and but the government is not facilitating a switch from for consumers to those these products. So the consumers end up is saying, like e-cigs is a good example, you know, all the provinces, most of them have regulated e-cigarettes today as a tobacco product. So consumers are saying, you know, I don't have access, easy access to it. You're sending me uh, use an e-cigarette with the smokers, so might as well smoke. And that's the type of mindset that the government needs to change if they really want to succeed uh, on a public health issue. Uh, Will, do you think the marijuana industry, once it is up and running in Canada, say five years down the road, uh, do you think it will feel the same sort of backlash that the the tobacco industry seems to? I think there's a lot of industries that are at risk when we talk about excessive measures like health warnings and plain packaging. And I think that once these lobby groups um, have finished with the tobacco industry, they're not going to stop. They're going to look at, all right, what's next on the agenda? Uh, And they're going to go after you know, uh, sugar and fat and all these things. And and I think that's what's waiting for, uh, for a couple of industries down the road. 
do you think, where do you see this this discussion that you're having? I don't want to say battle, but it, it is in a sense. Uh, where do you see this going for the tobacco industry in the next five years? Well, the real concern, and I said it earlier, is, you know, I, I don't think, first of all, people won't stop smoking. There's, uh, you know, there's probably 16 to 18% of adult con- adult population in Canada that still smokes and that do want to smoke. And I think that what's going to happen is with the government continuing to increase regulation and excessive regulation, the real threat is that consumers will, a lot more consumers will start buying their product illegally. Right. And that is a real concern moving forward. How big, we've certainly heard from contraband associations and such, Uh, not much is usually said, well I guess there is quite a bit said in press releases and such from the tobacco industry, but how big, how bad is the contraband industry, How how much does it affect your business? Well, like I said, like right now, uh, when we look at Ontario specifically, you're cl- probably close to 35%. The, uh, the RCMP sa- has said that there's 50 illegal manufacturing operations right now in Canada, and the illegal trade is driven by 175 organized crime groups. So it is a big deal. Uh, it's a lot of money for the industry, obviously, but also for the for the government who are losing billions of dollars every year due to contraband. Um, and this is what the government re- needs to realize is uh, new regulation uh, on the industry is just an open door to uh, illegal traffickers to uh, do more business. Uh, so one in three cigarettes sold in Ontario is contraband? Yes, sir. Uh, is that going up or down, do you think? I think that... Uh, you know, it's fairly stable at this point in time, uh, but it's still uh, unacceptable that a country like Canada would accept that one in three uh, tobacco products or cigarettes sold is illegal. I mean, uh, Quebec was uh, at 40% a couple of years ago. They were able to bring it down to about 20%. Uh, but we haven't seen the leadership in Ontario and at the federal level to drive down this uh this uh, this matter. And why don't again, you I think? Why don't you think they do more, Eric, for that? Because I mean, it seems obvious. And like you said, Quebec seemed to get a handle on it. What, why? Why don't governments do more, considering the revenue they are losing? It's political will. Um, you know, um, we you have to understand that uh, right now the illegal traffickers are operating on First Nations communities, and there's no political will to address it. Um, so there's some initiatives to try to. Uh, go after the people dealing out of reserves. But at, at one point, and I'm not saying it's the First Nations community that are problematic, it's just that the geopolitical situation makes it that illegal traffickers operate these operations on First Nations community. Um, and that's uh, something that the government needs to address. Where is the uh, tobacco industry, specifically Imperial Tobacco, going with this? You've released this report uh, calling this pretty much a hypocrisy. Where do you hope to take this? Well, we hope that the government is going to make sure that anything they introduce is for the right reason. And it's not, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, nobody's against the virtue. So, like I said, we, we do support reasonable and effective regulation, especially to keep tobacco products out of the hand of youth. We do believe we're part of the solution and not the problem. And we'd be more than happy to sit down with the government to discuss further. Uh, but until the government goes directly to ineffective and excessive measures such as plain packaging. It's just impossible to have that dialogue. Um, but we're hopeful that uh, the Trudeau government will take the, the time to hear both sides of the story and uh, to make an informed decision uh, and not an emotional uh, decision. 
Eric Gagne, Gagne has been with us, Director of Corporate and Regulatory Affairs for Imperial Tobacco Canada. The federal government has been looking, obviously, into legalizing marijuana. And, of course, the tobacco industry wanting the government to end the hypocrisy when it comes to their health agenda. Eric, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Thank you.